I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and good evening, Rush Nation. Hope you're keeping well. Back here, week 14 is almost done and dusted. Uh, the fantasy regular season's almost over. Uh, playoffs around the corner. And I'm joined, you'll be pleased as I am. See, the big man is back and beaming. Uh, Murph, it's great to have you here. How are we doing? Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's good to be here. Sorry about last week. Um, it wasn't just health related. It was there was some work stuff. Uh, the sort of the last things of the year. So I get to pivot in about two days, where I've gone from being insanely busy to um, pretty much nothing, like a standstill. So it's really bizarre. Uh, my line of work kind of shuts down. Um, so, but yeah, so I was on the phone to australia and and that very late and uh that conflicted with this and then yeah i haven't been feeling very good um i feel a bit better over the last couple of days it's kind of up and down i don't know what it is uh at some point i'll have a colonoscopy and we'll uh we'll find out what it is um but i just continue to fight the good fight my friend and see what happens and try not stress for it day to day and just try and get on with it but uh, appreciate a lot of the messages of support that people have sent me. I really, uh, it's been really helpful. It's, um, I, don't, I can't think if wanting uh, of wanting to say it in a better way. It is comforting when you hear from people who who s- sort of suffer from gut issues. Um, 
not because I'm worse. Not not because I'm obviously happy that people are <laughs> suffering, but yeah. I've had some um, unbelievable advice sent to me that has uh, either been really useful or eye opening, and <clears throat> gives me an opportunity to have some conversations and and think about some things. Then I don't feel alone. Whereas I probably did it about a week and a half ago when you don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. No one's talking to me. No one's really telling me anything. And so now I, I feel armed with a lot of information. I'm really grateful to people who have told me their stories and um, give me a lot of insight and even checking in even after they've shared them. So uh, Twitter is an amazing place. So we, you know, we can all it really give it is. some crap and, uh, you know, there's some nasty parts to it. But the people that got in touch, not just to some wishes but also just uh to share their personal stories with me and to tell me mm -hmm. how they're dealing with them so I'm, I'm really grateful for that and there's a few people in our community that aren't very well themselves it's not just me it's uh a few things so i'll send uh, best wishes to um to matt i know matt uh, dynasty matt is uh is dealing with covid and that's mm -hmm. um that's not been good and then also to matt cullen founder of the jtt cup he's uh he's been the wars this week as well uh with a couple of different things so um, want to send Godspeed and good health to those guys and hope they're uh, up and running uh, and fighting fit very soon. So, uh, but yeah, it's good to be back. You guys killed it last week. I feel like I'm sort of slowly not needing the job anymore. So, uh, yeah, you guys got everyone ready for week 14 well. And now we've got the pressure of helping people through fantasy playoffs time. It all kicks off tomorrow and it's an exciting time. It's, it's Christmas, isn't it, really? For us, the fantasy playoffs yeah. and uh all that hard work comes to fruition and, and we're taking questions you know feel free to drop a question uh in if you are on uh if you're watching this on um Streamyard on twitter uh dm me the question because it doesn't appear up in this uh chat so i want to make that clear so it's not not that we're ignoring you is we cannot see it so yeah, drop me a Facebook DM on and YouTube, Twitter. right? The, That's the right. DM. So if you're on Facebook <laughs> or on YouTube, we, we will see those questions. If you're on Twitter, we will not. Um, so, yeah, just uh, send it to me directly via DM on Twitter, um, and uh, we'll pick it up. I have already got one. Oh. It is from Stacey. Nice. Um, so I guess we'll start here before we get into the rest of the show. And it's, will Nick Chubb continue the way he's going the last couple of weeks with Watson at quarterback? Um. It's kind of a hard question because, you know, the Browns, The it, it's a two-headed sword. I mean, I don't know what people kind of expect for a guy who's basically not played football for two years. He's not going to just come out and just sling it and be Deshaun Watson, former pro bowler. It's He's not played yeah. football for two years. <laughs> he's on a new team with new players. Like it's it's not like he's had that long to practice. It's it's not a surprise that he looks rusty mm -hmm. and he looks. Yeah, I mean, Lewis spoke about this last week. Yeah, exactly. One QB league, you're not playing him till next season. This is an extended preseason for him. For yeah, him. that that's exactly what this is. It's just to get him back. You know, no disrespect to the Browns, but we can't really see them factoring in the playoff challenge. I know they're still technically in the hunt. I know mm -hmm. they could still get there. We're not really expecting the Browns to to get there. Not with the Ravens and and the um, the Bengals in their division. We're not kind of expecting them to to get in the mix. And and you know they've got to play. Yeah. Um, they've got to play at least the Ravens, and they've got to play the Commanders, who are in a playoff mix. So they got the Saints in there as well, which defensively aren't bad, but offensively not good. So I can't mm -hmm. see. 
too many more wins for the Browns. They need to run the table to to even have a chance. So, um, sorry, that's the I think that's the Bengals. Skin. No, I did get that right. Sorry. Um, so yeah, yeah I think Browns there's a few more New Orleans, Washington, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you and then you factor in uh, you factor in Nick Chubb here, and and Nick Chubb's schedule as a result of that. There's no games there. I look at that and think. Yeah, I really want a big piece of that. Obviously, his yep. talent talent prevails. I do think he will do quite well, but I think let's cap the expectation level here that he is he's an RB one probably because there aren't enough RB ones. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think we're looking at early season Nick Chubb. And if you're looking at uh, his yards after contact uh, are going down, they're not bad, but they are going down. Um, he's not blessed with, you know, red zone targets. He's not blessed with, um, you know, getting a lot of receptions here either. So I think to quantify the question, I don't kind of know, like if you're expecting early season, Nick Chubb, not going to happen. Hasn't happened. Which is weird, we've seen a drop off in the Hunt's usage second half of the season. So you'd expect Chubb to pick up that, but it's, they're just going along. Well, you look at game scripts as well. So yep. game script doesn't suit them. You know, in a game like yesterday, they trailed the whole game. That doesn't necessarily help them yep. either. Uh, you know, against the Ravens, it depends if Lamar plays. If Lamar isn't playing, they probably have half a chance in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might be a bit closer. Against the Saints, you would expect him to maybe have an opportunity to dominate, but the Saints are one of the better run defenses uh, in the NFL. But you would expect him to probably break away a few. But that last week, Championship Week, um, will be a tough one against the Commanders. That's not a game yeah. that I would kind of look at and think, oh, I'm I'm really um, jazzed to play him. I mean, he would because he's an he RB1 and there's not that yeah. many <laughs> RB1s. I don't think there's, yeah, I don't mean there's yeah. even a have to. I don't mean it's a conversation. So I think you're not going to be in a scenario where you're ever going to bench him. But I think if you're sitting here, if someone said to me right now, is Nick Chubb going to win me a fantasy title in 2022? I'm going to go, probably not. Um compared to some of the other guys, like I've, I've been banging the drum for someone like Miles Sanders, who showed that yesterday, uh, that they're the kind of guys I would be much happier to have on my squad right now than someone like like Nick Chubb. But, you know, he's going to return what you paid. You, pay, you would have paid a late first-round pick for him. Uh, he's yep. going to be probably worth that whilst being a probably unspectacular year for him, but he's probably still going to be a top three to top five back this year. So RB6 currently, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably going to be around that conversation, which is, you know, about where he was drafted. So you have to look at that and think he was probably good value in the end. But it's been a slightly unremarkable year after the start he had. So um, did have a, another question that's come through on the yes. Facebook. If you're out of playoff contention, is it poor form to grab a DST with a good playoff schedule to try and trade for a lower for a low rookie pick? Or player to a team with playoff chances asking for a friend. I don't think that's poor form. I think that's smart. I don't. Dynasties all year round. Take any advantage you can get. Um, pick yeah. up anybody you want. If you can trade them or something, then all well and good. I would just say, I'd, if you're in the playoffs, is there much benefit to trading something for a DST? Probably not. Yeah. Well, that that would be the argument I would have. Is that if <laughs> you probably... can trade a DST, then yeah, cracking, go for it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. I, I don't think you're going to get a buyer for you, but. Um, uh, you know, I I never have a problem with people picking up players, even if they're not in the playoffs. Like I just don't. I don't have a problem. Like uh, there's this big debate on Twitter. It happens every single year. I always get embroiled on it, and it always kicks me. 
Um, oh, <laughs> it was stopped. Yeah, yeah, I saw that come through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the man himself, the man, the legend. Um, I always get embroiled in this every year that uh, there is an argument in, and I'm going to say, without being xenophobic or rude, it tends to be an American audience that tends to believe this more than the UK audience, that if you're not in the playoffs, you shouldn't make waiver claims. Can you if you're in the losers. No, in, in a redraft league. Okay. <clears throat> Which I, I just disagree with. I think if, yeah. as long as you have a fixture, because yeah. I'm one of these guys, I don't want to come last. Yeah. I don't want to come last. And if your draft has, if your league has draft implications for next year even if it Hopefully doesn't it out. Yep. <clears throat> yeah exactly you know, even if it doesn't i don't care like if, if i've got a fixture and there's a waiver claim i can make mm-hmm. that allows me to make that claim and allows me to make my team better i don't care if i'm playing for 10th place or first place Agreed. i'm going to play to win that's how i play and i won't i won't do that the only time i will kind of do that is in a league like the Scott Fishbowl, when mm-hmm. if there is no playoffs, so your season is done, you're not making the playoffs. I you're will get to a point where I'll yep. go, I'll go to the point where I go, I'm just not going to bother. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm not going to bother making waiver claims because I can't improve my team, or maybe I can slightly. And we're talking about this is such a deep league, 22 team rosters. You, you're talking about kickers and very low end players. We're not there's not many great opportunities you're going to get on the waiver wire in that sort of league. That's a bit different. And then obviously I wouldn't, but I think as long as you're playing, you should play. I think DST, if someone is willing to trade you with DST uh or for, and willing to give you a pick for it, yeah, I think it's fair game. Um yeah. you'd I do, do it if it was a you do if it was a handcuff running back that come through. You'd do if it was a <clears throat> a Chris Moore after the week he's had. Why not? Why not do it for DST? Dynasty football is year-round, never stops football. It's yeah, about and, making and your roster better for the next and the next and the next. And and I, and I think if you can get people to pay up... Um, sorry, I've got someone who just tweeted me because uh, uh, he's watching Strictly, uh, or he's about to watch the Strictly show, and he doesn't want to cut off. And I told him I know who goes anyway, because it's not aired, but it <laughs> leaks the results. So I know who's who goes. Um, and he's asked me who goes, so we could stick and watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I've tweeted him that so he can stick around. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I think. But I, what I would do in these sorts of scenarios is I would have, I would have someone um, cover on, and yeah, so Dan's just going to step away for a minute. He's yep. just had a kids. Yeah, he, <laughs> so I'll just take over this bit. And if you got any questions, oh, not my, not my mic over while we're doing it great audio um yeah so i would be if in this scenario if i'm trying to rebuild especially if i'm short of picks i'd be picking up handcuff running backs uh i'd be looking at situations so i look like tuba hubbard this week and think well he's getting quite a significant amount of work got the touchdown he's maybe someone i carry in case uh there's an injury there um i'd be looking at those sorts of players especially if you're playing in leagues where there's multiple running back spots pick up those players you never know come up to the play Someone might give you a third round pick for Tuba Hubbard in Championship Week. It happens. I think I did this last year in a league, and I, I did it with um, Dare Agubawale. Someone needed him for a starter. I think they won the championship, so I think it was a good trade uh, regardless. But, yeah, there's uh, um, there's that option. So while Dan's away, I thought what I'd do is just look at um, some fantasy expected points. Now, when I do this point of the year, we're getting to the playoffs. Playoffs start tomorrow. 
I want to look at players that are potentially going to hurt my roster because they're currently overperforming and players who potentially might come back into form because they've been underperforming. Um, I think there's very little out there that's going to improve your roster from a waiver wire perspective. I think depending on your needs and, and requirements, you might find someone who you would want to add or someone you would need to add. Um, then those things are very different. But I do think um, I do think that at, at that point you you will need to add somebody. But I think what I'd rather look at is having these scenarios where you can find players who potentially are overvalued and undervalued. Number there's two players right now that are significantly scoring more points per game, expected points per game than they are than they should be, and it's quite a significant amount. And they're Tony Pollard and Christian Watson. And they, uh, for very different reasons. Tony Pollard has been a hyper-efficient running back. His uh, yards after contact, if you're looking about significant ball carriers, is, is the best in the NFL right now. He's averaging 2.8 yards after contact, um, which when we're looking at players who, um, who are better than that, no one ahead of him has more than 57 carries. That's Rashad Penny. Uh, and anyone else after that has only got 15 carries or, or less. So we're looking at Tony Pollard's sample size here um, of 158 carries for 894 yards. 2.8 yards uh, after contact is a huge amount. And so when you're looking at, at him, he's hyper-efficient. That hyper-efficiency could continue over the next few weeks. We saw yesterday they got two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. Um, and that really helped his numbers significantly. But it is Zeke Elliott that's getting the majority of the work, whether or not we as fantasy owners agree with that. That is what is happening. And so the trap play that you have with someone like Tony Pollard is difficult because the way he's scoring right now, he's, he's impossible to drop. But the trap play he is, is that he could very easily underperform in the, in the column. He could very easily underperform in fantasy points because in a game that, and we saw it yesterday where it was quite a close game, he won't get as much volume of work as, say, someone like Zeke. And so we have to be a little bit careful with someone like Tony Pollard. And just be careful because he's one of those trap players who could very easily cost you a fantasy title by starting. Having said that, there aren't that many great running backs out there. He's always going to be a top 24 running back. You would probably feel like you would need to start him. Um, the other thing to keep an eye on is that uh, his uh, schedule isn't particularly great. You know, he's got the Jaguars that, which next week, which isn't a particularly bad matchup. You've got the Eagles. You look at that and think they're going to be behind. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
in that game, more than likely Gameship's going to go against someone like Tony Pollard. That could be a tough week 16 matchup. Jeffrey's Championship Week, they've got the Titans. That does look like a good matchup for Tony Pollard, especially the way that the Titans are playing. Moving to someone like Christian Watson. Christian Watson um, is overperforming right now because of touchdowns. He's scoring a significant amount of touchdowns, especially in a very short space of time, and that's what's increased his uh, expected points total. He's averaging uh, 4.4 fantasy points per game over expected. That's kind of what he's averaging, and that's because the volume isn't whole. It, it's not bad volume. It's increased over over recent weeks, but he is someone who, because of the um, efficiency of touchdowns he's getting right now, he's overperforming. So he's a player that you have to be very careful of. The other situation you need to watch out there is Green Bay are very close to being eliminated from playoff contention. Do they then bench Aaron Rodgers, who we know is carrying a, a thumb or a hand injury or something like that? So that's something you've got to be a little bit careful for. Uh, as well. So there's a few players here overperforming. Chubb, is, we've already talked about him. He's overperforming at the moment by 3.6 points per game. That's been pretty consistent. Uh, Josh Jacobs is overperforming by 3.7 points per game again, but that's been pretty consistent uh, all season. So they're, they're kind of like the major ones um, to watch out for. Um, but I would say, you know, with those last two names, it's definitely been more a case of the fact that they have uh, been consistently overperforming all season. And actually, Chubb's numbers declined quite significantly in recent weeks. Whereas we look at players that are significantly underperforming, I keep talking about Deontay Johnson. He is consistently underperforming in this touch in this uh, expected points model. He's actually, if you uh, excuse number one and two, which is Racing McMath and Desmond Patman, who, uh, you know, have put on together 21 combined fantasy points all season. Um, you look at Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is underperforming by 6.4 fantasy points per game. 6.4. I mean, huge. They've got this now. We don't know what's going on uh, at the quarterback position. Mitch Trubisky played all right yesterday. Could he come back? Is there injuries to Kenny Pickett? Is there concussion? It's kind of all up in the air. I think Deontay Johnson is a player that we're seeing volume come his way now. We're seeing it's pretty steady. He is a flex playing moving forward. But I also think he's due a decent spike week at some point. That under-efficiency as well is also touchdown-based. Whilst he's got a decent volume, um, they're not scoring many points, this Pittsburgh offense, uh, and there's a reason for uh, for that. So that's one I would particularly look at. Keenan Allen is another one that's partly um, due to some injuries and he's missed some time, but he's a player that's also underperforming in the um, point expected points per game column. So he's a player that uh, I expect to readjust back to the mean over the next couple of weeks. So He's a player to look at. But another one that interests me, and it's good timing at Dan's back because uh, oh, it's one of Dan's. On, we're talking about expected. That's exactly who I was about to come on to is DJ Chark. He's your man, DJ Chark. So DJ Chark, when I look at um, expected fantasy points per game, and these numbers are all courtesy of PFF, um, uh, you know, I've talked about Deontay Johnson. I'm excusing players with like less than 20 fantasy points over the season, right? So Deontay Johnson, miles out in front. Then uh, Keenan right. Allen, Jameson Williams, but he's barely played. Um, Javonta Williams, who's finished for the season. But then you have DJ Chark. And DJ Chark is underperforming by 4.2 fantasy points per game on average. Mm-hmm. And I think that as we started to see this over the coming weeks, and it, it might muddy a little bit now with Jameson Williams, um, and what he did yesterday and him getting more work. But I think DJ Chark is someone who is potentially a flex play for 
the rest of the season, given that we've got um, Detroit uh, firing on all cylinders. They've got a terrible matchup against the Jets, so you know that might be one that you fade completely, given the Jets are, are almost impossible to play against. You look at the way that they handle Stefan Dix. But their last two games are the Panthers and then the Bears, who are two of the four, two of the three worst defenses when it comes to covering wide receiver fantasy points in the NFL. And I look at DJ Chark and I think, okay, so he's underperformed reasonably in the expected points column. Um, but he's not had the, the, the volume that he's had in recent weeks because he's not been healthy. Mm-hmm. But now I look at that schedule and I think you fade week 15 completely. I would completely fade DJ Chark <clears throat> against the Jets. It's just a terrible matchup. I'd get rid of it. But week 16, week 17, I think if I'm really struggling for flex spots here, DJ Chark is someone I would be targeting and thinking, I. He's due, and we saw it on Sunday. He's due some performances, and he showed one on Sunday. I'd say he's also somebody, and we speak about <clears throat> floor and ceiling and how your projections in a matchup, mm. and if you're ahead or behind. We mentioned a player earlier who's got tough matchups in those weeks, and Nick Chubb, who might be a flex play. Sharks upside outweighs Chubbs for me in those matchups that they have. You've got two sound, solid running backs in there that you like. Yeah, I, I agree. Gambling. I'd be gambling. If you're behind on 20 points on a projection, gamble. <clears throat> I've got a, qu- a couple of questions in my Twitter DM. So I'm going to ask the first one because it's relevant to this point. Um, so this is from Michael. Um, so Michael has asked, um, would you keep Chark and Amon Ra St. Brown in the same fantasy team? It's a super flex league, but he's only got three bench spots. He should have a buy for next week, so he's not worried about week 15 in the Jets? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Because at the minute, they're both being sustainable as options for me. I don't know how big the starting lineup is. I know the bench is very small. Um, but if either one goes down, you're almost handcuffing the other as well at this stage of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I- <clears throat> Sharks last three games, five targets, six targets, seven targets, on the increase, nine points, 14 points, 21 points. Skip the Jets. That's with Eamon Ra in the in the team. Yeah. If he delivers you twenty one points in week sixteen, you're going to a final if the rest of the roster stands up. Yeah. I I mean I, I would only carry out this with depends who else is out there. But yeah. I doubt there's gonna be many better options than DJ Chark. I would never say there never is because you can't see the list, you can't predict what's out there. But Here's a question for mm-hmm. you. Hypothetical question. You've got a wave of wire choice between Chris Olave and DJ Chark. Who are you picking up for the final three games of the season? Let's have a look at Olave's schedule very quickly. You got. Uh, I can give you that. So Olave, ske- Philly. Yeah. It's got Atlanta, Cleveland, and Philly. Again, it depends I on give my the Philly's rest terrible. of the roster build. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I mean, Philly's but, a terrible matchup. Yeah. And, and I'm a Shark fan. I'd have to say targets are the same. Five, six, nine, six for the last few weeks for Alave. Um, yeah, I think I'd gamble on the upside of Shark. I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you because I think you know you've got a quarterback that is putting up points. You've got a team that's putting up points. Um, and then I look at those those two matchups. Again, week 15's tough. If you get a bye, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um I look at week 16, week 17 and think, yeah, I don't think um, he's just told me that his other wide receivers 
are DPJ and Drake London. And there's now on the waiver wire. So yeah, I'm a hundred percent holding Chark because Chark plays for yep. me over DPJ and he plays over Drake London right now. So yeah, yep. I'm a hundred percent comfortable. I would say as a draft build, I don't love it, but in this situation of where we are now, you have got it's a similar situation to I think there's a few teams you look at you know, you look at I, I know this didn't happen yesterday, T. Higgins, but T. Higgins mm-hmm. and and Jamar Chase, if you have both of those players on the same team, you're starting them. Of course you are. And I think you can start, again, I don't think you start DJ Shark next week, but I think any other week I'm absolutely starting DJ Shark and I feel pretty good about it. So, yeah, I'm with you. I um, And I love the fact that we get to talk positively about DJ Shark because you have been you have been on him from the beginning. I've wanted it all along. He's never been on yeah. yeah. You were on it early and this is the time that you get to stick your hands up in the air and do a victory lap, my friend. Um, I have another question that's come through my Twitter DMs um, and it's it's asked to me about you. Um, oh. So this is from Jenks, uh, who's a mutual friend of you and I. He is. He is. Um, so he says, I'm new to fantasy leagues, <clears throat> but I might meet Dan in the playoffs. Can I have some tips on how to beat him, please? Um, so hold on. <laughs> Just to put a bit of context on this, I spoke last week about a roster I had that lost Lamar Jackson, Kenneth Walker, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle. It's that league that I am now. <laughs> I've somehow got a win this week playing Zonovan Knight, Singletary, Zay Jones, Garrett Wilson, and I've still managed to win. And Jared Goff, who I picked off the waiver wire. So I've hit the jackpot this week. But yeah, I'm going to be coming into Craig. So it, I'm very what, surprised. Is that, is, that, is that the home league or is that a different Bucks league? It's a Bucks UK. Oh, right, okay, fine. Um... Uh, look, t- tips to beat Dan at this stage of the season, right? I, you can't really play the man. It's kind of um, it's kind of tough. The cards have been dealt. I, th- you know, I think um, if you can get DJ Chark, which you're probably not allowed to. No, nope, not on there. <laughs> not on there. I'm sorry, I'm looking for that one myself. <clears throat> I, th- I think you know you. You've said it yourself, right? So you, you're struggling at quarterback. Um, you have to look at what quarterback options are out there that that block down. In that situation, I went and waved Goff, claimed him. I claimed Zonovan Knight really last right. minute, Sunday morning, based on Michael Carter still being iffy. Um, Zay Jones, I'm a huge fan of, so he went in as my only wide receiver because I dropped train on Burks. Yeah, to have him in. Um, Pittman's on a buy, who's my only bench wide receiver. Everyone else is running back. Um, the lineup I played had Hurts, Dobbins, Etienne, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, and that team of nobodies overcome it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I, make I, sense. I think it's I think it's a hard one. I think you know I would I would say knowing Dan the way I do, and he plays the game very similar to me. You have to shoot for upside. I think Dan will set a lineup that will be as consistent as he can, and then he will probably put some upside plays in there. So I think mm-hmm. you can only counter that with what's available to you i would say you can't play safe i think you have to be aggressive um so i'd be looking at at lineup choices and i would say that if you're um favored to not win or it's favored to be close i would be very bold in those choices so i would look at uh for example you made a bold choice where maybe not because of your lineup selections but i would always pick someone like zay jones who potentially has that upside um Mm -hmm. you know i i look at lineup selections yesterday 
Um, I always felt that Evan Ingram was a great lineup selection. It's easy to say now in hindsight, but um, I was in a uh, a league uh, that we're both in on Saturday um, against Sharky, and mm-hmm. I changed my tight end up, and I, Evan Ingram was weirdly out on the waiver wire. I picked him up on Saturday, put him straight in my lineup, and he's probably got me a playoff berth as a result. I played Evan Ingram in a lot of DFS. Yeah, it's, it was a great it was a great lineup play. And I think it's those kind of plays and we'll come up with some later on in the week and, and, and I can give you some recommendations, but I think you've just got to be really bold with your selections this week, because if you've snuck in and you're a low buy, you're not favorite to win the game. If you're a, and this is true of any, any build, right? So I know we're speaking very specifically about playing that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try and keep this general because otherwise it'd be boring. <laughs> If you're a fifth Lots and sixth of people seed, beat me. just ask anyone out there. <laughs> to be honest, this, this is a cakewalk this year. Um, <laughs> but if you're fifth and if you're the fifth and sixth seed and you've kind of just snuck in here, you've got to be really bold with your selection. Unless you're on a superb run of form, I've got a team um, that's rattled off four straight to get into the playoffs. I don't need to be necessarily as bold with that team. And I look at my points scored. Look at the points scored. I think that's a really good indicator. Where is your team sitting? If your point scored is aligned with your league position, your fifth and sixth, and you're playing against teams with better points scored over the season and, and better points scored over previous weeks, and I look at sort of a three, four game window as a good measure of that. Um, so I look at two measures, the measure of the season, but then that could be heavily skewed over early season versus late season. I'm in a league now um, that uh, a team started 9-0 and and they're completely, they've limped to, to the one seed. And they're they're struggling to put up hundred points yeah. a game, and they're a I've sitting got a league duck. where a team started eight and zero, and they've missed a buy. Yeah, dropped the hood. Yeah, and and they're a sitting duck. So I look at the one seeded, and I think if I get through this week in that league, I get to play the one seed, and I'm licking my lips at this, thinking I can definitely get, I can definitely beat that team. So. <laughs> There's different circumstances, but if your team is stacked up to be the fifth, sixth best team based on the last few weeks and based over the season, then you've got to be really bold with your selection choices. You've got to forget about floor play. You've got to shoot for it because there is nothing worse than going for a a safe play. Um, And I'll give you a great example. Someone who would have been seen as a quote-unquote safe play was someone like Robert Woods um, yesterday. And... People were picking up Robert Woods and playing him because he was scheduled to be a low-end RB th- uh, wide receiver three play. Just not going to get it done. It's just not going to get it done. Robert Woods might get you 10 points, 11 points, but he's not going to win you the game. You know, you're much better shooting for a Darius Slayton, um, yeah. who I know didn't have a great game yesterday, but at least the logic made sense that he makes the big plays. Um, and those are the types of bold moves a Christian Watson need... next week, potentially. Yeah, like that. exactly <clears throat> that. Um, and I think you've just got to make the ball. Even a, a, a Zovian Knight, for example, he's someone that I would have scooped up and taken as a as a punt. Even, and I know you didn't work out yesterday, one of the Seattle running backs and taken that as a punt. You know, yeah. I think go make the big play because if, he, if you hit it, you at, like I played Jerry Judy in the lineup yesterday. Because so, I was like, it's Jerry Judy or it was Robert Woods. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, if anyone's going to score, and I know that offense has been bad, it's going to be Jerry Judy. Yeah. I can't see Robert Woods putting up more than 11 points. And I know Jerry Judy's been struggling, but they had to get it right one day, and they did. So, I mean, um, top, top wide receivers week 14 in PPR. 
Other than the big Jeez. names, wrong. Jefferson, Chase, Hill were three of the top four, right? Ignore that. <clears throat> Sharks yeah. in there. Juju, I guess, in some thin leagues, maybe available. Marquise Goodwin was in there. Zay Jones is in there. Chris Moore's in there. Richie James is in there. Yeah, Donovan Richie Peter James is a good one. Uh, Amari Rogers finally turned up on the NFL scene. <laughs> Putting up 14 points. Isaiah Hodgins. Oh, God. Josh yeah, Reynolds. I'm not... I can't I can't advocate Isaiah Hodgins. I'm sorry. That was a flute play, like whatever. It was. Well, everyone's Trenton Irwin. I missed him because that was oh, one my play. Well, yeah, but that was that was yeah, but that that was a freak because we need to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals of and their abuse of mm-hmm. the um the injury list. You know, yeah. how you can have T Higgins no, no, no. not be on the injury we're, list and then he makes once not moan about teams abusing <laughs> the injury list. Uh, definitely move, not today. Just move on. Just move on. But yeah, I think um, I think yeah, we we look at those and think that there's a, it's a good question about how you beat your opponent, and I think there is definitely a lot of uh, attraction to have. But I think at this stage, I think you can play the man, but I think you've got to make the bold lineup decisions, and those bold lineup decisions are shoot for the moon if you're the fifth we or sixth seed. You take a DFS you, style approach to it. You start looking at as we've already mentioned. You've got the Jets that week. Poor matchup. Skip it, move it. Even though you're probably saying he is a startable flex option, DJ Shark for the playoffs, you're going to skip it. You'll play yeah. Zay Jones, Chris Moore, Marcus Goodwin potentially in place of him because of the matchup. Yeah, I, 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 can, I completely there, but... agree. Um, HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Just while we're on this, right? One against KC next week. Yeah. If Collins and Cooks are both out still, could be a feasible option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to zero in a little bit on DSTs, right? Um, So DSTs that have got favorable matchups in the next next few weeks. Um, The one I would be absolutely clamoring to grab right now is the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. If I could get the Los Angeles Chargers on all of my rosters right now for the playoffs, I will be in excellent shape. So the Los Angeles Chargers in their three playoff games have the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Los Angeles Rams. Like, it's an absolute dream schedule. Their schedule is uh, only equaled by the Detroit Lions who have got the Jets, the Panthers, one, yeah. and the Bears. The, my problem is the Jet, the, the the lines aren't good defensively. That's my... And the points don't matter, but I don't see the same level of sack production, um, tackle I don't production. even mind the Ravens, the Cleveland, Atlanta, no. and Pittsburgh. 
no, there's some really good ones. So I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight some here. Um, well, you say that the Ravens D isn't that good because I mean the Falcons do put up quite a lot of points. Um, but you know, it's, this week. No, that is true, um, and that probably does skew it back in their favour a little bit. They're ranked. Okay, so if you look through, at remaining, Mariota on IR. <clears throat> yeah, when they've looked. At... Oh, really? Okay. So when you look at remaining strength of schedule uh, for DST, they're ranked 23rd. But yeah, there are some mitigating factors in there. Uh, Tennessee have a really good schedule, though you don't really want to play them championship week. Uh, but again, they have the Chargers and, and the Texans. Um, so you might want to do like a, a hybrid flip between the Chargers and the Texans. That, that looks like a really good play. KC's isn't that bad, although they do have the Seahawks week 16. Um the Buccaneers looks good because you're right. Next week's pretty poor against the Bengals, but they've got the Cardinals who can get turnovers off in the Panthers. Uh, looks good. Cleveland's looks okay. Um, definitely do not pick up the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and New England. So people have been carrying New England all season, right? And I was heavy on New England. I think they were like almost exclusively my only drafted DST. I think I took them in about 98% of the leagues. Um, but their schedule is the second worst now, uh, and it's really flipped. It's gone really bad. So I'm cashing out all my New England shares where possible, and uh, I'm looking to pick up anything I can. The Chargers would be the Chargers and Tennessee hybrid would be the two that I'd be looking to kind of mold my way through. So there's just a bit of defensive uh, strategy for you. Um, uh, if we're looking at wide receivers, that potentially you. I don't know you can go out and get, but wide receivers, you should feel pretty comfortable starting, even though you probably weren't feeling overly comfortable starting them. Garrett Wilson has got the best schedule for the playoffs, um, followed by Michael Pittman. And, and in like side, I would also say Paris Campbell could be a potential flex play. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster's is pretty decent. Um, Robinson of Baltimore, his schedule looks pretty decent. Um you know, Chark we've talked about, and Amar Rossett Brownfield and Jefferson look good. Christian Watson's schedule looks pretty good um, as well. So there's some players that that are looking good. Um, if we're looking at certain red flag players, Devonta Smith for me looks like a real red flag. He's got the hardest schedule. I think AJ Brown um, yeah. navigates over that, right? But well, I think I Devonta probably, Smith. Yeah. Against the Bears, I'm not too worried, but then he's got the Cowboys and then the Saints, and that's a pretty difficult set of matchups, especially if you're thinking Mm -hmm. about they've already got the playoffs locked in Week 17. They could already have the bye locked. Um, I'm just a bit unsure about Devonta Smith in the fantasy playoffs. I don't have much of him, but he's a weary trap play for me. I'm one that I'm slightly... I'm um, slightly concerned about Donovan Peoples-Jones as a player. I'm deeply concerned about in the fantasy playoffs. Mac Hollins, um, Goodwin um, is one I'm worried about. Uh, anyone from LA I'm worried about in the playoffs. Uh, Drake <laughs> London I'm worried about in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Tyler Boyd, although he could be, I don't know how long he's likely to be out for, but um, he he's not one that would appear on my radar for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, anyone for Chicago, not that we were probably starting them anyway, but yeah, I wouldn't be too inclined to to start yeah. them either. Um, 
Denver's schedule doesn't look too good either. Um, so, yeah, there's a few wide receivers there. I'd, I'd kind of just be a bit cautious about um, going into the playoffs. Any more for you that you think you'd be a bit worried about? What wide receivers? Yeah. Um, other than schedule, I guess, I'm factoring in performance regularly. Tampa's yeah. at the minute, for instance, uh, disappointing on where they are. Um, Debo needed an injury there to keep on. DJ Moore injured and keep an eye on. So people are going to be after these low end flex plays to start in wide receiver slots right now. And we were talking about mm. being ahead of your waiver wire. You know, if you've got Debo or DJ Moore right now, you need to go and get um, Zay Jones or DJ Shark off your waivers in a hurry before everybody else does. Yeah, I, I completely agree. <laughs> You're um, going to need them. <laughs> Yeah, I I, com- I completely agree um, with you. Um, looking at other tactics, right? Um, if you're needing a DST for week 15, go and grab the uh, Green Bay Packers tonight before your waivers start um, because they've got the Rams in week 15. Yep. And that looks to me like a really, really good opportunity. So you could pick up, um, you could pick them up tonight before. Yep. Uh, waivers run and then you've got your DST for week 15 so if you're desperate for a good DST play in week 15 Green Bay looks good you don't even have to put it through all your waivers you can literally just add them add them now if you've yeah, got the space and yeah. as a free agent if you can drop someone so yeah I, I'd be doing that um, running backs I'm, I'm severely concerned about um, going into the fantasy playoffs is Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon they've got the worst schedule um, and yeah. For me, their talent with the coaching staff doesn't prevail them to supersede that. Um, so I, I am deeply concerned. Whether, say, someone like Austin Eckler has a terrible schedule, I'm not bothered about given the way that he is used. Um, yeah. I don't care who he plays, really, because he's not a traditional running back in in, in that sense. Um, Kenneth Walker, if he comes back, that schedule's pretty rough. Um, Josh Jacobs championship week has the 49ers. So if you've been heavily reliant on Josh Jacobs, that's a really nasty one for uh, your championship. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, you're going to play him. Of course you are. If he's fit, you're going to play him. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a really tough one. Um, Joe Mixon, I've talked about this for weeks. Uh, Joe Mixon's schedule is beyond poor and his utilization is right down. If we looked at him yesterday, he was barely above 50%. Derek um, Henry that has a nice little schedule, isn't it? Really, Derek yeah, Henry I mean, just had Jacksonville. He's got the Chargers. He's got Houston. He does have yeah, Dallas. He, championship. He does. Week, he does have the fifth best schedule. J.K. Dobbins has the best schedule by a country mile, followed by Alvin Kamara. Good as well yesterday. Yeah. Uh, then you've got um, Jonathan Taylor. I'm not convinced Jonathan Taylor sees out the season still. I'm, I've got that in the back of my mind. They're one game away from being eliminated from the playoffs. I can see them benching him. Detroit have a good one, but I can't play Swift right now. I just, you can't trust him uh, right now. But Zovian Knight, I tell you now, he's really interesting. Uh, he has a really good schedule. It looks like he has landed on the top of this depth chart. It looks like he's going to continue with the majority of the workload. I'd be feeling pretty good if I've got him on my roster now. I'm not saying I'm necessarily starting him every week, but I feel pretty good about having him. He's got the sixth easiest running back schedule. Uh, coming in, and I'd feel pretty, pretty good uh, starting him, especially next week against the Lions. I'd feel, I'd feel really good about that. Um, 
Yeah, they got the Lions, Jacksonville, and Seattle. Yeah, it's a really, really good schedule. Uh, I like Miles Sanders' schedule. Uh, you know, Championship Week against New Orleans. I think you know it looks on paper like it's not great, but I think they just run, run, run all over New Orleans. I'm not too worried uh, mm-hmm. about that. So I look at I look at his schedule, and he's one that really jumps out at, at me quite significantly as well. So nice. I think there's some really, really good plays out there, but I think um, yeah, I'd be I'd be cautious of people like Latavius Murray. Tony Pollard is one I'm I'm a bit cautious on, and uh, I don't love the schedule, and I don't love it, the fact he's so over on expected points because of his hyper efficiency. If it touchdowns and yeah. touches, and I talked about this when you weren't here, I just have a, this. He's a he's a player for me that could lose you a fantasy championship, and I would just think you've just got to be a little bit careful. He's the sort of player that could put up like a six, seven point game. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying you've got to be just a little bit cautious uh, in your approach to, to Tony Pollard this year, because the volume is still going to, to Zeke. Another one I've got a massive radar alert for right now is Saquon Barkley, because it's now looking less and less likely the giants are going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're on a bit of a slide. Um, Saquon Barkley's schedule. Either, is he? He's not getting the red zone usage. His uh, his schedule is um, Minnesota, Washington, and Indianapolis. They're not exactly what I'd call soft run defenses. I think mm-hmm. it's it's a difficult one for me to to be back in my fantasy season on on him. Dalvin Cook's another one. Dalvin Cook is really his utilization, his usage is but we're borderline touchdown dependent. Now he got a touchdown yesterday. He's still only got eight points. Um, yeah. He he is someone who I'm uh, weary of starting unless I really am out of better options. So a few that names for you. Like is Ramondo Stevenson, the Patriots. Oh, He's got Vegas, Cincinnati and Miami. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I, I'm not. It doesn't scream. Miami. We've just mentioned how many good teams we've, how many good running backs we've got that uh, have got tough lineups right now. I think you got the names there wrong. Cause they've got, they've got the Raiders. Yeah. They've got the Raiders, the Bengals and oh. Miami. New England, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, Ramay, yeah, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and Miami. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't love Miami Championship Week. But I do love Ramondre Stevenson. If anyone can overcome, he, he is one I would I would put in that column. I think for me, he's a top five player most weeks. Probably Championship Week, I would probably have him ranked outside of there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I would feel pretty comfortable that you could start him um, start him there with, with comfort. Um, yeah. I'm just checking if there's any more questions. If you do have questions, you're watching this on Twitter, uh, drop me a DM because we can't see them in the chat. Um, or you can join on Facebook or YouTube and we will pick them up. Um, so if you have any questions to help you get ready for Championship Week, we have gone through quite a lot of strategies and players to keep an eye out for. Uh, we talked about some DSTs that you could stack so you can go back and uh, and listen to this. Uh, we've highlighted a number of players, basically, the Cliff Notes version of this so far is play DJ Chark wherever you can, <laughs> except for next week. Um, is there anything else you think that we've given some strategy a couple of weeks ago? We talked about playing more of a DFS style tournament, taking your shots, um, throwing a bit of caution to the wind. Is there any other strategy you would look at uh, for the next couple of weeks? You're thinking uh, how to navigate your playoffs. Um. <clears throat> Again, the same we've said all along is looking at projections are loosely done. I get it, but knowing when to gamble and when not to gamble, and then working out what that gamble is. So we've spoken. Give an example. We've gone. DJ Shark could be a great upside player for the playoffs. 
Don't yeah. sit there next week and go, oh, I'm due to lose by 20. They said DJ Shark's a great player. I'll put DJ Shark in. Do the yeah. research behind it because DJ Shark isn't going to get you 20 points next week. No. So find the other guy that will. Find a Garrett Wilson if he's about for some reason. I don't know why he might be, but just look at those situations. So, um, yeah, no when to gamble, no when to gamble. Trust your gut. There's a lot of it at this time of year. Um, yeah. I have been on Shark's drum all season long, even before the season, I think I was banging DJ Shark's drum and I've got a lot of him. It's finally paying off too late in a lot of leagues because I've missed out now. But um, yeah, trust your gut. If you've got a feeling for someone, it will come It will come right. There's a reason why you've got it. Um, so go with it. Yeah, Don't I agree. Look back at your lineup and kind of wish I'd have started him in. Well, I think your internet's gone. Yeah, you've frozen down. <laughs> um, couple of players I'll pick up while just while we're waiting for Dan uh, to potentially come back. Pat Freemuth is seeing a decline in snaps. He's one I would be slightly concerned about. Um, he's still a top 12 uh, fantasy asset for me, um, but he's one that I would be perhaps uh, slightly worried about. Uh, just because he's seeing a decline in snaps, a decline. Where I think Dan's back now. I was just talking about uh, Pat Freemouth. You got cut off halfway through uh, your point. Sorry, I was just saying Pat Freemouth is Pat Freemouth is someone I would be uh, again another player. I'd be very cautious about going into fantasy playoff time. Yeah, all tight ends. To be honest with you, yeah, but he's he's seeing a decline in in workload and decline in in touches and snaps played. So. Uh, yeah. he's someone I'd be worried about um, quite significantly um, I don't think there was anything else other than yesterday another question coming in I'll, would you play Alan Lazard yeah. over DPJ and Drake London or would you have them on your roster over them I'm not a fan of Lazard I never have been throughout his entire career to be honest with you um I'd probably play Donovan Peoples-Jones out of the three of them, depending on what matchups they've got without doing the legwork behind them. I think that's a safer bet. Uh, so I'm with you. I would have DPJ, but I'd have Lazard over over Drake London. See, so I'm also intrigued. Drake London, is he back fit and healthy? Was he injured? No, he isn't injured, is he? I'm intrigued yeah. to see Drake London. I don't think I can play him next week. But with Desmond Ridder coming in at QB, Desmond Ridder in the preseason had decent yards. He had decent touchdowns through the air. Um, it's a very it's a very strange time to make that decision and to see it play out. We're talking about rookie QB, yep. and I know Brock Purdy's done well. It's not always the case. Um, he wouldn't have played much with Drake London. It's going to take a bit of time to get used to. Drake London hasn't had a huge amount. He hasn't had huge games. We know the talent is there. I I would be inclined to have Lazard over London. I don't think you're missing out on having Drake London on your roster. I don't think he's someone who's going to put up a 30-point week. So for Drake, Whereas London, Drake London had 12 targets this week and still was only wide last, week. last week. Was still only wide receiver 20. Yeah, and, that, and that's 20, my point. You, target, you give 12... Oh, we lost you there, but yeah, 12 targets, wide receiver 20. They'll beat wide receiver 20 on the week. That, that, and that, that's what I mean. It's he's a floor play at best, and that like that's his mm. his his best outcome is wide receiver twenty. I think Lazard has got that 
HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Higher finish in him. But again, we're looking at a roster here where he's got Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he's got Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got um, DJ Chark. Um, Who, Lazard? Oh, he's yeah, and then Lazard, Lazard, DPJ, and London. So London is like right. his, it would be his fourth wide receiver. Would you have London or would you have Lazard? Because we both agree you'd keep DPJ, especially in the form he's in. I would have DPJ. But I think it's my fourth. I think because of the ceiling play, he's talking about a waiver claim here. I would have Lazard right. over, over London just for that ceiling. Lazard's also got nicer matchups. Rams this week. Minnesota championship week. I don't like Miami in the middle, but no, but they, yeah. they're, they're going to be chasing the game. So you know, I, I look at the get, I look at the game yeah. script in in those games. They're going to be chasing. Here's Aaron Rodgers' longest serving target, and I yeah. think there's a value in that. Listen, he could lay an egg. I would. I mean, I don't feel comfortable starting him. But if I'm looking at my roster and thinking of a waiver, who would I rather have on my roster? If I had to push come to shove, start. I would start Lazard shooting for the moon, especially as a team that's nine and five, um, yep. trying to win the league, then playing Drake London, thinking, oh, well, I just played Drake London and he's got me a wide receiver 24 finish. Like, I just so, think... so Drake London had 12 targets, wide mm. receiver 20, right? Drake London had 12 targets twice this season. He's only got double figures in three games on the year. Lazard's yeah. never had 12 targets this season, put up eight double digit figure points. Yeah, shows the efficiency. There's only more points per target, and he'll get less. But the 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 conversions there for him. Yeah, I would I would have Lazard. I think um, I'd sleep easy with that on my roster as as your fourth wide receiver. Like you're not in the position where you're probably going to start him. You've got other um, other spots where you'll play players. But yeah, I think as a as someone who you might need, yeah, I'd I'd have Lazard over over Drake London. I feel comfortable dropping Drake London. I I, I mean, a couple of leagues and I dropped him. So. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? You had um, a big win yesterday. Well, not. I mean, on the Nat Keem, on the Nat Coombs show, um, DraftKings tournament. Tell us about the build. Tell us how you uh, constructed another fine win this year. Um. Yeah, I went probably quite high end uh, Minnesota Detroit game. Um, expected to be higher points. I, I went with Goff uh, and some Brown. I've lost you again. <laughs> You're in there as uh, and take up Hawkinson as well, in the hope that I know, in the hope that I could get a, a touchdown from him. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, got you. Cool. So yeah, I just targeted. I said before on the show how I've targeted 
high games, high points expectancy games, and then I'm going to say normally the unfavoured team or the least favourite. Um, actually, the Lions were the favourite in the game, which yeah. still seemed a little alien to me. But I actually thought they would have been behind. So I went with Goff, cheaper, St. Brown on the Lions, and then I added Jefferson and Hawkinson on the comeback, um, expecting them to be heavy. Running backs, I put in Elliot. I, I expected Dallas to... Well, I think everybody expected Dallas to run over Houston quite comfortably and get a lot of leg work. And I thought we'll share the workload, but there should still be more than an ample to go around. Uh, it was only helped by his late touchdown. Um, cheap budgets for me and low over 2% was Leonard Fournette, PPR scoring. Um, Tampa are going to be behind. He is a target. So even though Richard White is picking up more of the carries, Leonard Fournette's got a steady floor there at that sort of price point. Um. Evan Ingram was my wild card pick. Cheap, you start scrolling and find a cheap tight end that you fancy. And it was a matchup I liked, a setup I liked. Evan Ingram went in there. George Pickens, again, was a wide receiver. I thought was quite like the matchup in Baltimore. Um, yeah. Second wide receiver behind Deontay Johnson. Um, and I went with the Panthers D. There wasn't a lot of cheap Ds that were really favorable. Um, but they can perform on the day. They can cause turnovers. Gino hasn't mistaken him. Um so I ran it out with that. So I went with a two-end build, two-tight end build, which is unusual for me, very unusual for me. Wow, um, yeah. It paid off. And Jefferson, it. If he'd have had his touchdown that was a touchdown that never counted, would have been even more points for him. It would have been even more gravy. I mean, he secretly put up a 200-yard game, right? No one's talking about yeah. it. And he had, what, I don't know what it was, 47 or something on that one as well? It's normal. It's just a normal uh, Jefferson day now. <laughs> yeah but what did he have was it 47 or 49 on that touchdown that wasn't given as well uh, oh. yeah 40 yeah it was mid 40s score? yeah mid 40s touchdown that was uh struck off he's at 223 he'd have been touching 300 yards and two scores i know it's crazy but yeah that was I all I, I didn't play that lineup in enough places in that format i made slight tweaks to it in different places but hey a win's a win we'll take it that's it and, uh, you know, everybody now, we've got one more game to go, and then it's the fantasy playoffs. Three weeks of, or maybe four weeks if you're playing a weird week 18 league, and we'll be here for that. Um, I don't think I've got any week, weird week 18 leagues, um, but we've got a lot of playoffs. Week 18 could be anybody. Oh, <laughs> I, I tell you what, it used to be my my least favorite column of the year. <laughs> like, literally, you spin a wheel. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, it's going to be um, it's gonna be a wild playoff season. Uh, good luck to all of you. Good luck to those of you in the Scott Fishbowl playoffs. Uh, if you're still alive, good luck if you're in large tournament formats and if you're doing well in Scott those. Fishbowl. There's a fair few Britons still carrying the flag for us over here. Um, yeah, there are. Um, I reckon we're probably still at about 10 UK infants going strong. One of them, five yards, Hannah, is, is top 15 this week as well. It's amazing. It's incredible. And we had her on here at the start of the year, didn't we? Talk about how she was pretty new and how she picked it up and learned in one of your beginner leagues last year, mate. Uh, yeah. She was top 15 in Scott Fishbowl in year two. I know, it's, it's wild, but, uh, you know, she's done so well and she's, um, you know, grasped concepts and, and pushed the envelope and it just shows if you do the work and, and it pays off for you, you can have really, really good seasons and uh, yeah, she's one of the most engaging people I've, I know and... Um, yep. It's good to see her succeeding. Uh, and yeah, I hope someone brings that home. 
uh, and I hope it's her, and I hope one of the UK folks brings home the Scott Fish Bowl. Um, but if not, you know, it's a good showing. I think this is uh, the level. I think I made like the last 600 or 300 once, and uh, I got knocked out by a Darius Slayton Monday Monday night curse <laughs> that knocked me out, which is horrible. Um, but I think, um, yeah, it, it's great to see people still in it and, and fighting hard. Um, I'm trying to take down the Raz Bowl. Uh, as it stands so i should mm-hmm. go back to number one tonight nice. um i'm three points behind second but i have d hop um should get me that in a little bit of a buffer um i didn't have a tight end this week so it's a weird format the Raz Bowl. so it's mostly analysts um some fans uh and uh before the playoffs it's a complete a um complete best ball so the first uh, 10, 11 weeks is best ball. And then you go to set lineups, but there's no waivers. So you have one point of the season where you can add waivers. Um, so I'm down to one tight end, which is Cole Komet. <laughs> and he had a bye last week. So I had to play last week with no tight end. Um, but it, ha- it doesn't seem to have hurt me too much. Um, but I think we're down to the last 24 in that format. And uh, King's Classic, where I got burned last year, um, mm-hmm. got the number Stocks and I got the number one seed in the snake and we've snuck in in the auction so nice, two nice. runners in that to try and bring a belt back to the uk uh and beat the boys from uh, brazil and canada and australia and uh the us and uh, a few other analysts that are part of that so uh be good to good to beat those guys and and set them straight so and also i'm in a weird league so it's like an analyst league and the sixth spot goes to points four and so I've got a team that's going to sneak into right. the playoffs at six at six and eight. <laughs> nice, but I'm second nice. in scoring awesome. in that league. I'm second in scoring, um, touching yep. first. I'm like a few like a few points behind first, and I'm six and eight. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. I'm like just get screwed every week. I'll bet. And you've got quite yeah. a few uh, playoffs, uh, playoffs to set. Yeah, I've got Craig in a couple of weeks, hopefully, in the Bucks UK League. So, name told him how to beat me. That'd be fun. I'd be out of that one. Um, <laughs> the EFFC, I'm still in. I look like progressing. Um, <clears throat> second top score already this week with D-Hop to go. So, should move on quite comfortably in that one. Um I'll stick to me DFS week by week and get some money. Other than that, it's uh, I'm going to miss the playoffs. That hurts always. A couple of five-yard leagues, guillotine leagues that we run are getting down to the wire now. I'm out of those. But I'm in the Fantasy Cares Eliminator with Casey Kasem. We spoke about it earlier. With I almost feel embarrassed to win it because it's stupid scoring by John Bosch that sets up and I took... I can't remember off my head. I think it was six defenses and seven kickers and Justin Herbert and Tyler Boyd. And one running back. Kevin Harris of the Patriots was an auto pick. My only running back. Nah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's almost an embarrassment to win that. But I'm down to the final four or five, I think. And I've got a 20 point a week average higher than anybody else. So hopefully I'll see it through. Bring it home, man. And. Uh... Yeah, let us hear, mm. get in touch on Twitter, um, get in touch with your stories of where you are in your league, send some pictures in, uh, let us know how you're getting on in your leagues um, and see where you know, see how you're getting on. I actually have a question for Dan before we sign off. Um, oh. 
and I was keen sure. keen to get your thoughts on this because I'm genuinely stumped. All right, I'm in a league where I currently hold on to the last playoff spot. All right, yep. so I currently hold on to the last playoff spot, and it's not done on points for; it's done on head-to-head scoring. Right. So it shouldn't change by winning. I should remain uh, in spot, okay. and I should be okay. I'm currently winning my matchup by uh, 0.88 points. Yeah. He is done. Yep. There's no more players. You probably I have to pay go tonight. Correct. <laughs> do I bench the do. do I bench the Patriots DST and pray for no stat correction? Any other position. So wide receiver, yep. and it's a standard league. So wide receiver or running back, I'd feel I'd feel all right. I'd put them out there. Yep. Very rare they're going to get negative. But we're talking DST and we're talking about Arizona, which isn't the best offense in the world, but a, a negative one is possible. <laughs> and you want to know what you should do, in my opinion? Yeah. Now, big leagues, money leagues should have written rules, written formats against this kind of thing. Um, in which case you abide by them. If it's a, f- it's a home integrity. Said if it was any other position, you wouldn't have a problem. Then I say it's you play ho- it and you take your chips. Yeah, I'm thinking I just might let I it ride. It. It's a home league. I'd play with integrity. I'd say yeah. it was a cash league. There was money running on it, and there wasn't in the rules, and they hadn't put bylaws in place to allow this kind of thing. Or then no, for me. How would you feel if someone done it to you? I'd feel aggrieved that you play your best lineup and you take... I mean, I'd, I'd feel less aggrieved think, only on the... I think every league, you should have a starter at every position. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd feel less aggrieved only because it's strategy, right? And I think it's a game and I'm all right with it if you put... But... Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to let it ride. Um, I mean, it's against and, the spirit of it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play it anyway, but I just was curious to see where you sat on it. I think if it was like, I'd feel a lot better if it was like two or three points, but yeah, uh, it's fine either way. I'll let it ride. We'll see what happens tomorrow. If I miss the playoffs by it, I'm going to go mental. <laughs> I get that. And as I say, if there was something at stake and they hadn't covered it in the laws, I'd be all for doing it. And It's a home league, as you say. It's done for fun. Yeah. I, I no, I'll let it ride. Into it. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, it'd just be funny to uh, kick out and rank out the playoffs as a result of that. <laughs> sure would. Yeah, I understand um, that now. All right. I'll let it ride. But yeah. I think that's it. I think we've given people a lot of food for thought here. Um, I suggest a notepad. I suggest you probably have to listen to this two or three times. I'm just checking if there's any more questions. I don't think there is. Um, so, yeah, I think if there's, unless there's anything else you want to shout out, UKFFC tickets or anything else. Yeah, UKFFC tickets are about um, July the something rather now. I can't remember because we're kind of taking the back seat so far away but the planning is all kind of in place and the ideas and all that lot so in the new year that will ramp its way up and there's lots of big things coming anybody that went anybody that thought about going and saw what we had 
is going to be bigger. It is going to be better. There's a lot more going on than last year. <clears throat> last year was free panels. We've got more panels. We've got different corners. We've got live drafts. We've got stuff for beginners, whether that be a beginner to fantasy, whether that be a beginner to content creation, whether you want to write, whether you want to pod, whether you want to record, stat build. We're looking at all of these things, and all of these things are going to be covered, and they're all going to be covered by some very, very good minds within the fantasy industry. Um, we've got one or two surprise people coming along as well to do some Q&As as well, hopefully. Some really good minds in the industry, in both the NFL industry and the fantasy industry. We've got people already coming in from Germany. There's a couple from America, from South Africa, all flying in for this event, which is incredibly humbling and bizarre at the same time um, that people are spending what is a large sum of money to come and spend the day with us and, um, and talk fantasy. So there, there's going to be lots to, to come and follow. If you don't follow it, at underscore UKFFC, uh, and I'm sure in the new year we'll start really ramping and building that up. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm looking forward to my to my panel talk. Um, I hope people find it useful. Um, and if not, then whatever, throw stuff at me. I don't mind. <laughs> I'll just duck and miss, and then the person sitting behind me is going to get hit. Uh, <laughs> Permission granted. There, had it recorded. That'd be lots of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing some good friends there as well. And do get your tickets. Uh, go on the website and go find that and follow the guys and everything else. Um, but I'll do it. That'll do it for another week. Next time we speak, we will have teams eliminated from the playoffs. We will have teams that are advancing and we'll be dreaming about bringing ships to the yard. So I'm looking forward to us building a bigger harbor, Dan, and landing some ships in the dock um, yep. and hopefully some nice hardware Indeed, coming so. our way this year. So um, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in and for watching. And don't forget, as always... Keep rushing. Go, Pat C. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.